You are listening to Concrete Conversations, an informative podcast brought to you by the Concrete Masonry Association of Australia. We represent the concrete masonry and segmental paving manufacturers in Australia. Our podcast will discuss technical information and case studies with some special guests from our industry. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIntyre, the CEO of the Concrete Masonry Association of Australia. On today's episode, it's really my great pleasure because it's been so long since I've seen this wonderful human being in the flesh. (laughs) And over the years, Arlene would be my main mentor on everything to do with masonry. But today we're talking about paving. Welcome, Arlene. Thank you. Before we get started on traffic calming and pavers for that purpose, I wondered whether you could just tell us a little bit about how you got involved in engineering and, of course, masonry. My parents would say it was because I played with Lego too much as a child. (laughs) It's a common theme there. (laughs) It is, yes. Going through high school, I did a woodwork and technical drawing and I really enjoyed the technical drawing side of it. My parents wanted me to leave and be a draftsperson at the end of year 10, but I was enjoying school too much. I had a good group of friends. So I looked through different courses that I could use those skills and mathematics. And I decided at about the age of 14 that I wanted to be a civil or structural engineer and worked towards that for the next couple of years through high school. What prompted, because that's like, there's one thing to be an engineer, but I think like having that real specific part of engineering, what prompted that, do you think? It was the drafting. It it was drafting buildings, the mechanical side of things, the electrical side of things never really grabbed me the same way that buildings do. And so how did you find yourself obviously involved in building materials? (laughs) I started working in a consulting firm for the, the first five years that I was outside university. And the firm that I was working for was really heavily involved with segmental retaining wall design in the Brisbane market. And we were doing designs for a lot of the suppliers for Boral at the time. We did some work for Pioneer at the time (laughs) and a lot of the geogrid suppliers as well. So McAferry and I, I got really heavily involved with them, started working with the main roads department up here on a design methodology that they were putting together And then when the GST hit and the smaller engineering firms were struggling for work, Besser Pioneer at the time just happened to be looking for a link hall engineer. So I applied and got the job and that was almost 22 years ago now. Yes, we were just talking before about how long we both felt we'd been in the industry. (laughs) Arlene, because you've been in here a little while, as in the industry, I just wondered what have you noticed that's changed in masonry over that time? There's a lot that's changed, but a lot that hasn't changed Mm. as well. Um, We keep trying to do new things with products, but we don't seem to stray very far from what we've done traditionally. Uh, I think it's a case of we've known what's worked historically. We don't want to stray too far from that. So we work with different colours. We work with different finishes on products. We might work with different sizes or shapes on the products, but we know that they're still going to perform the same way that they have historically, and we know that they're going to perform well. Mm, I absolutely agree with you there. I think there's all of these parts where you want to see some things change, but but they don't tend to too much. Arlene, before we talk about traffic calming, do you have a favourite 
paving shape. Okay, I'm going to be very partial to an Adbri product here. Of I really love our Trihex and Eco Trihex range. I love the fact that you can get the permeability through the Eco Trihex range. You can tie it in with the Trihex product and, and you can just meet so many needs with that those two units. Working together. It's a great pattern and and we know a lot of engineers and and counsellors down in in South Australia love it too, as they do up here in Queensland. So it's a fair call. All right, so one of the benefits around paving, which maybe a lot of us don't think about, is the traffic calming aspects of it. Can you explain what that's what that means? Yeah. I was doing research to go and do the Ipwia New South Wales roadshows probably about six years ago for the Concrete Masonry Association. And while I was doing that research, I stumbled across a research paper from Europe where they'd actually looked at the traffic calming properties of pavers in two different applications, in roadways and, believe it or not, in supermarket car parks. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) But, yeah, I I found it really interesting at the time that the vibration that comes through the cars, if you start going over about 60 kilometres an hour, it physically shakes the steering wheel while you're driving and it makes it uncomfortable. So it just has those natural traffic calming properties. And the supermarket one I always find quite amusing because they say if you use paving in supermarket car parks, it will stop trolley runaway. So you've got less less danger of your vehicles being damaged by trolleys getting away from someone and smashing into your car. (laughs) But really, I guess what we're talking about, and I think in Australia, the most popular use for traffic calming has been around crossings, children's crossings and around schools. And it is that sort of automatic, as soon as you, you hit that, paving you realize you're on something different and you do notice some of the signs around yeah definitely we talk to a lot of councils and and we have had paving used in those sorts of applications in regional areas there are a number of benefits you obviously get the traffic coming you can make it visually obvious that it's a slow point as well so it can be used for areas where people might cross but one of the other benefits that we found is that Because the road is usually already there and they've already got the base material in place, they don't have to pull up the entirety of the road to put paving down. They can pull up the asphalt, they can pull up some of the base material underneath and then install the paving and the base is still adequate for these slow points and the vehicles going over it without them doing the volume of work that they would have to do if they were to put patterned concrete or another type of material in there that would give you the same effect with with the traffic coming. And, you know, as we always like to say, with paving, you don't have to wait for it to be cured or anything. You can just drive straight onto it. Absolutely. As Mm. soon as it is sanded, compacted and locked up, you can start trafficking it straight away. So, Arlene, we've talked a little bit about traffic calming around sort of children and schools and crossings. Where are some of the other places that you've seen it? I've seen it, obviously, in supermarket car parks, definitely around schools. We had a a regional council in Queensland that had a lot of trucks that were driving through and at night time they were coming in, they were putting their brakes on really quickly and it was causing people to wake up during the night. So the councils actually put some strips of paving into the roadway leading up to the township so that the trucks would slow down before they reached the residential area and that way the inhabitants of the town weren't being woken up 
by the, the air braking on the tracks. I haven't heard that one. I, I do have one where I've seen it not as a traffic calming but as a way. It's in Leaderville in Perth, Western Australia, and they've done three streets. They've paved them all because they wanted to be the most beautiful street and they won the prize. I think it's back. it was back in 1985 mm. and I'll tell you those pavers still look pretty good. It does work. I actually heard someone make a comment not very long ago that we should be putting more paving into residential streets, especially now that we're getting more and more electric vehicles, because you can't hear the electric vehicles. But if they're moving across the paved surface, the noise will actually make it safer for children playing in those streets because they'll be able to hear the cars coming still. Wow. Well, I've learned something new again today, Arlene. <laughs> Thank you so much. Any final thoughts on pavers? use them. A lot of people are really reluctant to use them. A lot of councils are really reluctant to use them, mainly because they're concerned about how they maintain the surface mm. once they take ownership of them. I live in an area where we've got a lot of subdivisions around us that were paved more than 20 years ago. We have big rainfall events like we're having today where there's a lot of water that, that floods over the surface of these pavers. They're hardly ever maintained and they look almost as good as the day that they went in. And they've never had to go and do the resurfacing that they do with asphalt. We don't have the potholes that we're driving around mm. in the asphalt surface. I just think that they're really undervalued in those sorts of applications. Yeah, I think it because they don't cry out for attention that much. It's almost their, their best feature is their worst feature and their greatest strength is their biggest weakness. Yes. Now, I think we're going to do a few rapid fire questions. I'll ask you it, but you may have already answered it but what's the biggest misconception about segmental pavers? I think there's two. Okay. One is the maintenance issue that mm -hmm. I just discussed, that, that councils think that they're really difficult to maintain, and they're not. If they're installed properly in the first place, you will never have a maintenance issue with them. The other is that they're quite slow to install. But if you've got a large area that you need paved, we've now got machines that can do machine lay paving you can lay one square meter at a time we're just finishing a project in Wagga Wagga at the moment and our installer installed 1540 square meters of paving in one day yesterday amazing with two machines amazing and just the hammer to knock them all into place I love that yes all right well, give us one fun fact about segmental pavements Okay. A couple of years back, we did the Wet and Wild project down in Sydney. It's changed names. Has it? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Roaring Rapids, I think, now. <laughs> and that was using the Trihex product that I like so much. But we were actually able to manufacture that in a range of different colours and finishes to replicate a water-drenched beach. So you went from the dry sand down to the, the totally saturated sand at the water's edge. That, that was really fun to work on. Yeah, and it's still a great project, by the way. None, <laughs> none of that has changed. What's the best aspect about using concrete, segmental and permeable pavements? Flexibility. If you want an architectural finish, you've got the ability to use different colours and finishes. If you've got features in there that you need to work around, you can cut the pavers around them quite easily. So definitely flexibility. Flag pavers or block pavers? I'm going to say block pavers. I love flag pavers, but because you need to put them down on a rigid base, the, their application is a bit more limited, a bit more expensive. 
I love the fact, again, that you can use different colours and build different patterns into the block pavers, so the smaller format ones well, for me. I think patterns can make a space really special and they can identify different parts about that space, particularly in, in parklands and, and recreational spaces, for what that space is meant to be. So yeah. I do love that about it too. Okay, this is going to be an easy question for you. Why choose concrete segmental pavements over asphalt? I'm going to go with one that you might not have thought that I would go with. I'm going to say durability. In hot climates where you've got heavy loads acting on the surface, like container parks and things like that, when you're moving the containers around, they can scrape the surface of the asphalt. You can have it all bunch up because it becomes quite soft in warmer temperatures. You will never, ever have that issue with concrete pavers. You sure won't. And it won't also contribute to the urban heat island effect. Very true, yes. <laughs> Arlene, it's been my pleasure and lovely to see you again. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate and review our podcast. We are always looking for ideas of what to talk about. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know.